Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, where performance is driven by original fundamental research on a global scale. This is Putnam Today. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. President Obama was trying to restore the public's confidence in the economy today. His audience asked that the president be given some special guidance. We pray for our Commander-in-Chief, President Barack Obama. The decisions before him are great, and they are many. Today on the program, the president's latest economic sermon. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Progressive Insurance, helping people shop for car insurance at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Sustainability coverage is supported in part by the Candida Fund, furthering values that contribute to a healthy planet. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. Good to have you here on this Wednesday. It is the end of June 2010 today. That puts us halfway through the year and one step closer to the fall elections. It also helps explain President Obama's road trip today. On the heels of yesterday's worrisome report on consumer confidence, the president made his way to Racine, Wisconsin this morning. Unemployment rate 14 percent, thanks mostly to a loss of manufacturing jobs. The president's pitch went like this, that the economy is definitely on the mend, but he knows the recovery isn't reaching a lot of Americans fast enough. Our senior business correspondent Bob Moon has more now on the administration's economic game plan. Today's Wisconsin event began with an appeal to a higher authority, an opening prayer. Then Mr. Obama took the stage with reassurances that echoed those he's been offering since he took office, that reversing years of bad policy won't happen overnight. The truth is, from the day we walked into the White House, we knew that the crisis we faced was so severe that it was going to take months and maybe even years to fully heal, to dig ourselves out of one of the worst recessions in our history. Some economists say Mr. Obama's words aren't working. Alan Meltzer is a professor of political economy at Carnegie Mellon University. Businessmen, consumers want to hear answers, and they're not getting those answers. They're getting rhetoric complaining about how bad it was when he took over. Well, that was 18 months ago. It's his problem now, and he needs to do much better than he's been doing. Meltzer says the administration needs to give the public a clear plan to control spending and encourage businesses to invest in jobs. At the University of Maryland, economist Peter Morisi says the country's trade imbalance is another unresolved problem that's stifling the recovery. The reality is President Obama is continuing many of the Bush policies that created the mess, appeasing the banks, appeasing China, and at the same time imposing costly new programs that bust the budget. Marisi says it's Obama's problem now and he needs a new message. You know, if somebody breaks your car but a mechanic promises to fix it and he doesn't fix it, at some point he's got to perform. Marisi says the public is growing suspicious and it's long past time for the president to back up his words with action. I'm Bob Moon for Marketplace. The talk on Capitol Hill today, other than that small matter of Supreme Court nominee Elena Kagan, was AIG and how it went so wrong, so fast, and took so much taxpayer money with it. The Financial Crisis Inquiry Commission is holding hearings trying to sort things out, who did what to whom. That is also the subject of a big article on AIG in the New York Times today, written by Louise Story. Louise, good to have you with us again good to be here. Before we get to the essence of your piece, there is a little bit of background about AIG and the bailout that we need to make people familiar with. Give us like the 30-second version of that. AIG, that giant insurance company, wrote a number of large multi-billion dollar contracts to banks tied to mortgage securities. When the mortgage market melted down, AIG was bailed out by the government, 
a lot of the money in the bailout then went to the bank. So it's been a very controversial bailout. And speaking of controversy, that's kind of the nub of your piece today in the paper, that as part of this entire arrangement with Goldman Sachs and the government and the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, AIG gave up its right to sue over any of these assets that it was insuring, right? That's right. You know, you thought you knew everything on this bailout because there's been so much coverage. But my colleague Gretchen Morganson and I dug through 250,000 pages of documents. And what we found was this legal waiver that no one's talked about in which AIG waived its right to sue on most of those mortgage bonds that the banks um, had it underwrite. The reason this is important, of course, is because, you know, this spring, the SEC filed a suit against Goldman Sachs involving a mortgage security that's similar to a lot of the ones that AIG insured. And so you've got a lot of AIG executives and shareholders and people out there wondering if AIG might...